Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We have pastors PJ and Ulrika here from Sweden. And I just love these guys so much, and they're incredible. And Jill and I look up to them so much. I look up so much to PJ. He's just this fiery, fresh Swedish Pentecostal and just loves the Word of God, loves the Spirit of God. He's a man of faith. Every time I get with him, he looks me in the eye and he tells me what's coming down the road. And I just love that. And I'm excited that you're going to get that as well. And so can we stand and can we welcome Pastor PJ this morning as he comes to preach the Word of God? Come on, let's give it up for him. You ready for more? You sang that? Everybody of you? Everyone? Every single one sang, I'm, I'm ready for more? It's coming more? It's more coming? Hey, I, you know, when I w- walked up here, I just realized that, you know, last, last July, well, you may sit, sit down, sit down, it's okay. As, as two-thirds of you already did. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not blaming anybody. You know, but the final week of July last year, I broke my leg. My right leg. I jumped from a stage. Well, not a stage. Well, I would love to do that. I've done, I done that earlier in my earlier years, younger years. I love rock music. Always been a rocker. Love hard rock, metal. And then I got saved. Threw all my albums away. All the vinyl was gone in a container somewhere, a dumpster. My friend, they, one of my friends, he took them all. Later on, I found them in his, you know, next to his uh, vinyl player. And I realized that I felt, I felt a little stupid, though, because I still loved it. And, and, and today, I saw things that just connected me. It's like, I got a picture here. It's like, you got a, well, not that young, but that guy was rather young playing here. Yeah, yeah. Six strings. Six strings. Cool. Cool guitar, Gretsch. Yeah. This guy here. Twelve strings. And you say, well, no difference. You know, same chords, same settings. Well, have you ever t- tried to tune a 12-string 12, 12 guitar without all that fancy new uh, things you do, you know, electronically? you got to have ears. So there is a bit of a difference here in... in, in um, sensibility to music I'm not, I'm not blaming this guy because i mean he's he's on his way he's, he's i mean he eventually he will be a good guy too where are you he's somewhere here ah oh, he's away baby typical baby time this is, this is granddad time yeah yeah and we know i'm a granddad is anybody any granddads here come on you're the best forget Forget about what everybody else says. You are the best. And, and I, you know, what I, would, what I would like to say is that life is a journey. But you got to start somewhere. And when you think you're finished, you're not finished. We're not finished until the uh, sings. 
We're not finished. We're not finished. There's more. And this is my message to, you know, all of you guys who are the 12-string guys. There is more coming. We're ready for more. And for you younger guys, there is more. Just keep at it and, and just keep rocking it. You know, just it's, 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 it's your world. It's your oyster. The world is your oyster. And God's got great things coming. And I got a message for you today. And before I get into that, I just want to thank pastors Matt and Jill for, for who you are and what you represent in this world. This is, this is actually a unique church. I don't know how, you know, how, how many churches you, you visit, but we visit a lot of churches and spend time with a lot of churches. God is doing a phenomenal thing here. It is a bit, if I use like the minor words, I would say this is actually extraordinary. God's got his hand on this church. This, this auditorium is packed now. And the next one will be, there's some place, some space in the early morning service. God is doing a great thing here. And I hope you appreciate it and you pray for it and you protect it. You got to protect it. When God gives you great things, you got to protect that. And, 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 and also, you know, protect your own soul in doing the journey with God. So you're not, you know, somewhere, you know, being one of the stumbling blocks for people to just enter into this great thing that God is doing here. So I just, I just, uh, I wish you the best and uh, I hope you appreciate that. And, and uh, let's just join the journey and see, see what God's next, what's, what's up. And, and I think the message I have today is about the anointing. And I will do that message today uh, because I believe, I truly believe that God has something unique for all of us that is connected to His will for our lives. So this is Pentecost. We will be inviting the Holy Spirit to be with us. We've already done that. To strengthen, to fill us, and, and to speak to us like never before. So there's a powerful thing when David realized he's, he's out of order. You know, when he's praying, you know, like Psalm 51, he says, like, Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Where does that come from? Well, there's an earlier passage we're going to read here today from first um, Samuel 16 you know the story about Goliath I'm actually going to speak on the story of Goliath today when it's Pentecost Sunday how about that so so uh, in first Samuel 16 says that Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers and from that day on the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. David is a wild man. I love that. I'm a bit of a Swedish redneck. You know, I love fishing. I love hunting. And you know, I told you about me breaking the leg here, you know, just, uh, just last July. It's, it's been a journey. Not being able to run anymore, jump. Uh, you know, I, I spend, spend weeks outdoors every year, fishing, hunting, trapping. Uh, I love that. Way north, snow machine out, tent, just stay out 10 days, just recharging. And this year, I just felt an urge in my heart to, to visit some of my friends. You know, the, there's a war going on in Ukraine right now. 
and we got a lot of refugees coming and I felt such a need for, for both that church but also the church of Russia. I got great friends there and the guy who's leading the, the uh, uh, Russian Pentecostals, he's actually Ukrainian. He got saved when we came there, you know, right, you know, when the, when the Cold War ended, the wall fell, gave him a Swedish, you know, well, it was a Swedish printed Ukrainian Bible, got saved later on. Went into ministry, moved to Russia, planted a church. Things just exploded. 4,500 churches, planted 700 churches the last three years. It's phenomenal. And I just felt, you know, in this time they feel a little lonely because everybody's at them. You know, and of course we, we, we have political views that we righteously, yeah, we, we, we're, we have our rights to that. And, and, and there's honesty and I think there's truth to it. But I just felt I had to go. So I, I traveled through um, Turkey and, and Istanbul to Moscow to meet with some of them friends. But it was impossible for me to go because I didn't have my usual visa speaking, you know, publicly in Russia. I usually get one of those and they last for two years. But I had one thing that was phenomenal. I had a hunting permit. <laughs> I had a hunting visa to Russia. I asked my wife, do you think it's a, it's a very, it's, it's a good time to go now? And she said, well, look at the world today. Of course you should go. Well, and, well, and how she's, you know, she blessed me and, and my family. And so, so I went to Russia and, and met with some of these guys, was able to just do the connections, you know, means, send some means. You know, it's a, it's a troubling situation right now. And then I traveled all to Siberia, far east as you can go, almost coming to Alaska. And uh, they're north of Japan. I went to uh, uh, like a peninsula called Kamchatka, meet with some pastors and leaders. And of course, besides what, you know, the great stuff that happened to church, I had to hunt. <laughs> and I shot a huge 10-foot bear there. But it, I ain't going to show that now. But I actually coming out with a new book. Uh, I've, I've written one book before, but I have a new book coming out this summer. It's not out there yet, but if you want to just have, be on the lookout for it, it's a 300-page book. It's like a coffee table book. The perfect gift for a 30, 40, or 50-year-old guy, you know. Just give that one. Coming in, you know, pages, pictures, good stuff uh, about, you know, just like a devotional st thing. And, and um, if you see that, I think there's a picture of the book here. It's coming up. So it's called Wisdom from the Wild. So I thought about your wild guys here, the wild men here. So if you be on the lookout, it's going to be on Amazon. But okay, let's get into the message here. There's something called the anointing that makes the difference. In today's language, you could say it's God's hand on you. It's, it's living with the Spirit, moving with the Spirit. Maybe used to this language or, or you know, you feel like, you know, he's a bit old school here. Yeah, okay, I am. I hope it's okay. I, I acknowledge that. I am a bit old school. But... Listen, when you look at the anointing in David, it distinguishes, the anointing extinguishes the boy who plays with a sling alone from the hero that defeats the giant. It is the difference between the boy who takes care of a flock of sheep and the king that rules a nation. The anointing, you know, all his brothers, they were stronger, they were more experienced, they had more respect. But the anointing made all the difference. 
because they were still there in the fight. But who was taking the fight? The anointing is often misunderstood. You know, his father misunderstood his anointing. His brothers misunderstood the anointing. Um, King Saul misunderstood the anointing. But the anointing is, is unique. It's your personal destiny. Um, it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit in you to fulfill what God has called you to do. It makes a real difference in your marriage, in your relationship with your friends, in school or in, in your workplace or in business. It makes a difference, a real solid difference. The anointing is not just for pastors or the spiritually, you know, inclined, you know, the prophetic people like Jill and I. You know, the ones some people think, I don't really understand. I didn't really get it. It's something. Maybe you feel, isn't it a little weird? Isn't it a little cheesy? Or is it a little flaky? Isn't it? Well, the thing is, it's, sometimes it's misunderstood. Maybe sometimes the way we've presented it or moved with it has alienated people. But, but the strength of the Spirit and the move of the Spirit is the difference. It is, it, it is the thing that completely changes everything. You know, the meaning comes from the Greek word kreo, which means to sanctify and separate with power. And that is exactly what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Uh, Acts says, like, says this uh, uh, on Jesus, you know, ten, Acts 10, 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And with power, he went uh, around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. There's something special being anointed with the Holy Spirit. And it's for all of us here today. All of us here today. What is the power the scripture talks about? Well, the power is the ability to fulfill God's calling on your life. You have a calling, you have a destiny, you have a purpose, your purpose to serve Him. And the power to do that comes with the Holy Spirit. Doing good, what is that? Well, it's, it's changing something for the better. Look at your friends, look at your workplace, look at your, your, your school, look at your, you know, hobbies or whatever. You know, you can change things in relationship to people. Change something for the better. Jesus was healing the oppressed. What is that? Well, to lift off burdens. To, to set people free from bondage, if you use that type of language. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was present on kings, priests prophets in our time as pastor matt said here um, the release of the holy spirit comes through a baptism you know we can come from different church traditions and we have different ways of explaining how the holy spirit you know enters and moves in our lives i think one of the best ways in the old days my days the old school days was to present it in this way, that when the Holy Spirit comes, 
through salvation, he presents to you life. Ah, I live. I was dead, but now I'm alive. So the Holy Spirit, you know, fills me. Boom, life. You got it. This is that full shock. Oh, that heart is just, it's on now. It's pumping. It's on. It's on. It's, 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 not, it's not dead. It's pumping. It's on. I can see it. It's on. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the way I express it, and I think the ways I, I was presented to, you know, and taught, was taught, you know, when I was a younger guy, was that was the Holy Spirit releasing power in your life. To live that life, you already live with Christ. Because, you know, the disciples, they believed in Jesus. They believed he was the, the Christ. They believed he was the Holy One. But everybody escaped. Everybody went away. But after Pentecost, there's a difference. So it's the same belief, but there's a power that eventually would lead all of them. You know, 11 of them became marchers. 11 of the 12. You know, and the 12th one, that was, the new one was chosen after Judas. But, and the 12th one, they tried to kill, boiling him. And then he was expelled to, 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 to the island of Patmos. You know, when he has the revelation, you know, that we read about, you know, the last, last book of, uh, in the Bible. Some years ago, I read a scripture that explained the ways we can receive this. In Galatians 3, it says like this. So again, I ask you, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law, like Matt was talking about coming down from the mountain, or by your believing what you heard? So how do you receive it? Well, how do you receive salvation? By faith, you receive. And you receive salvation. So how do you receive a baptism by the Holy Spirit? By faith. You listen, I, I preach, I teach, you, you read, you listen to your teaching pastors, your pastors, uh, uh, connect group leaders, small group leaders. You know, there's, there's tons of things. You know, you read all the resources in your, your, your storehouse and okay. And you believe. And God opens up, hey, here's the door. You believe this? Yeah. Receive. Don't complicate it. When we pray today, later in the service, you can just receive. If you listen to what I've, I've been teaching you, you just open up and say, hey, I believe this. I receive. And he's going to fill you in his time, in the ways, you know, he want to do it, you know, and you can experience all the great things of, of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit dwells in you, moves in you, you see more. When others, you know, they see nothing. You see more. You can experience a breakthrough in, in, in situations where others, they don't see, they see nothing. You just see it. You know, you find a way when other people are, are stuck in discouragement. Maybe you have a counseling session or you're, you just have a talk with friends. You know, they're at your home or your house. Or you sit there next to your kitchen table and, and they are just depressed or they're discouraged. Things are happening in their lives and you just see, hey, there's a way. There's some, you know, there's a way here. The Spirit releases that through His anointing in you. You have the ability to connect with people that they can be completely unknown. Like my wife, Ulrika. You know, she's 
she meets people all the time and they, she just connects all the time and just I, I, I just feel so I, I feel tired you know it's like you're talking now again it's like I just want to sleep here. I took a sleeping pill. I want to sleep on this flight. You know, just talking, talking, sharing Christ, you know, family lives, children. They go on vacations. She, she, I know she's invited to, you know. It's a, for you business people, you, with the Holy Spirit, you can see a business. With other people, they just feel, they just see something that is unfunded. There's no cash in it. There's no business in it. You just see, hey, this is an opportunity. There's something special about you. You know, in, in 1 John, it says that the anointing which you have received abides in you. And you don't need anyone to teach you. But you have this, you know, the same anointing teaches you concerning all things. And it's true. And it's not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So when people are today you know stuck in questions about you know lifestyle and morality and sexuality or identity or what we're allowed to do and not to do what the bible teaches and so on we can get into that debate and we can get so stuck how about inviting them to experience the holy spirit and when the holy spirit moves he will direct us he will show us he will teach us because he's always leading towards the truth He's always guiding us towards the truth. So if we start there, instead of all the debates that's going on right now in society, let's start with that and let's see where we end up. And I, I, I am sure that he brings truth and he can bring you closer to Jesus. So how about the story of David that I started with? I got three points for you in a, in a few minutes here. Um, I'm going you know, I'm gonna to do it in this way. We're going to talk about sticking to your anointing, we'll talk about activating your anointing, and we're talking about the release of your anointing. So those are my three points here. So if we look at this thing about sticking to your anointing, there's an easy question. What sets your heart on fire? What are you passionate about? Okay, I'm passionate about a lot of things in life. I'm passionate about my wife. And on vacation, I am passionate about my wife. <laughs> a little extra. And coming to St. Augustine, I'm really passionate about my wife. Especially tomorrow. It's Monday. It's a good day. And, um, you know... This thing, you know, we are passionate about. How do you define that? Well, what makes your heart tick? What's not your passion is the stuff that makes your heart sick. You just know, you know I, I, can't live without, I can't live without that. This is where I'm going. So in this story we read about David here, it says in, in 1 Kings 17 that David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, 
David's oldest brother heard him speaking with the men. He burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Well, I love a good fight. I love, I, I love boxing. I think it's very biblical. <laughs> Paul spoke about it. Hey, Paul spoke, it got to be good. He spoke, the, uh, the disciples, they spoke about fishing. Got to be good. Moses spoke about hunting. Nimrod, mighty man before God, mighty hunter. Got to be good. Well, in the New Testament, for all you vegans here, <laughs> let's talk about that cloth coming down from heaven. The vision Peter is having, where it says, kill and eat. Well, you can take that to a teaching pastor and have him expound on that for a while. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we'll have a discussion on that. Uh, I love you vegans too. And uh, I love everybody, whatever the, the favor you have on, on, on food. But listen, David was misunderstood. He was rejected. And um, he was too young. He was too weak. He was too unproven. And besides that, look at this. For all religious people in this world. He had ambitions. He had ambitions. Most of all, he had a burning desire to serve God. How amazing is that? My question here is, what is your right element? There's a famous story of a, from a, a Lutheran priest in Germany during the Second World War. His name was... Wilhelm Buch, he, 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 showed, he told a story about a man who had a goldfish sitting in the goldfish bowl. And he picks up the goldfish and he loves it. He kisses it and says, well, this is not a good place for you. So he buys a golden cage, like a bird cage. Puts it in the bird cage, dries it. Well, I said, well, fish food, that smells bad, you know. How about some sirloin or some filet? Puts a filet there. What happens to the fish? The fish is just dying. Why? It's out of its element. It's not in the right element. This is a picture for you. Faith is your right element. For a Christian living with Jesus, faith is your element. And in that element, there's a place for you where you can fulfill that faith like no other. There's a specific calling on your life. you got a unique spiritual DNA. Maybe it takes some time to realize what that is. In younger years, you know, I didn't realize. You know, I know I was called, but I served everywhere. I just served everywhere. Uh, I didn't really find, I mean, probably when I got into my 30s, that I realized, well, this is the place. I knew I had a calling and I knew I wanted to do something for God, but I just served everywhere. So if you don't know what that is really, you know, just serve him. If there's a need, just fill the need. Start the journey. And eventually, you become a great guitar player. And eventually, you become a really good guitar player. 
Stick to your anointing. That's your gift mix. If you're a footballer, play football. If you're pastor, pastor. If you're leader, lead. If you're a businessman, be in business, but be there with the Holy Spirit guiding you. We have different gifts according to the grace, Romans 12, to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your gift. How good is that? This is a release message. So to be honest, you know, this is a good thing. Let's do what we're called to do. Then you will not burn out the way some people burn out. You know, when we engage in what's peripheral, that's when we lose our motivation. And we lose that motivation. We get, you know, sometimes we can actually get damaged. But when we stick to what's in our hearts and serve with that, hey, God's going to protect you and He's going to help you. How about activating your anointing? My, my second point, you, you remember the story of the two blind men coming to Jesus? They want to get healed. In Matthew 9, uh, they just ask Him to heal them. And, and, and he's, He asks them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they answer, yes, Lord, they replied. Then He touched their eyes. According to your faith, He says, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. You know, they called Him the Christ. What is that? The anointed one. It means that. He was the, you're the Christ. Yes, you can. You can do this. Jesus, you can do this. And what he taps into is the need for them to actually express their faith. Because expressing your faith will open up the doors to the miracles that we want to see. You know, he's... I have a question for all of you, and actually it's a challenge. What is your faith statement? What is your faith? Are you here? Come on, somebody. Can you help me? Get a little southern here now. Come on. What is your faith statement? What is your situation right now? Maybe you're in a time of deep needs. Maybe you have situations you, 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 need, you need to see miracles. You need to see something significant, significant happen. Maybe you're in a situation where you're so blessed, you're beyond blessed. And you just thank God for everything He's done for you. But you want to sustain it over time. That's why I'm getting so hurt sometimes when I see leaders. You know, they just run that marathon and they come around the, you know, the final corner. And you got, you got the goalpost there, you know, or, or goalpost. You got the finish line there. And, and, and you stumble there. Hey, let's finish the race. I just want to finish the race. But there's still a race on. And there's still an enemy there. And he hates you. But God loves you. And there's power and there's strength for all of us. So you got to express your faith. How about writing down your faith statement for this season? What are you in right now? What, what, do, you, what do you need right now? What, what, what do you want God to open up for you? Maybe you say, well, I'm a very, very humble person. I don't really need anything. Well, what do you need to bless other people then? But there's also not only faith statements. There's faith actions. Look at David here. You know, in 1 Kings 17, it says that 
David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Well, he's starting to get wired up here. It's almost like, you know, Sunday morning when we're praying. You know, you know the huddle before service here. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied this day. There has to be a few of you has never said this in your whole life. And there's a few of you that needs to kind of get on the get on the train again, you know. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. I mean, what a statement. What a statement. How about an action movie? I mean, it will always be, you know, classified for, you know, too, too worrying, you know. That's a faith statement. It's not just a couple of young kids arguing. How much testosterone there is and how big their muscles are, it doesn't matter here. This is a young man believing God for a miracle. Maybe you need a miracle. You know, many years ago, I had my youth pastors kidnapped in Russia, in Dagestan, in Chechnya. Uh, uh, making a long story short, uh, through contacts, we traveled there. State couldn't do anything because the Republic of Chechnya was a bit of a mess. So the Russians had no authority there. So the state couldn't directly communicate with any Chechnyans. And uh, the Chechens had no authority to communicate with uh, any other government uh, uh, agencies or so. But a small church found some ways miraculously connecting with a few people who know a few people who were able to put some strength into that situation. And I remember being in, in, in the city of Baku looking for my youth pastors, standing on, on, on a balcony just shouting at the mountains, give me back my pastors. It was a faith statement. Maybe you need that statement today. Maybe that is your situation today. Shout to the mountains. This is what I need. This is what I need to have. This is what I need you to do, God. Have you ever taken a chance on God like that? Like there is no tomorrow? This is my final point here. Release your anointing. It says here in 1 Samuel 17 that David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet. I, I love that, that David ran quickly. I mean, what, a, what an idiot. What a maniac. What, would you do that? I was just like, okay, where, where can I hide a little, you know? Where, where's my, is there anything, you know, I can just get behind, you know, so I can just like, and then just hide. He just ran towards him. Reaching down his bag for his unique personal gifting and releasing that gifting. It's a time when we cannot stay comfortable and secure about our church walls. It's a time in life when we need to run quickly. This is my invitation to you today. Hey, please be a little bold today. Remember that, you know, Jesus, Scripture says that Jesus was only amazed by a few people's faith. Not like the Roman officer 
You know, he's, you know, the one who said, hey, Jesus, you just speak one word. You just speak one word. And there's healing here for my servant. Maybe that is your statement today. Where's your paradigm shift? What's in your bag? What are the gifts you need to release? Acknowledge. There's time to reach out for that stone today. How about just saying to yourself, it's time to let it rip. It's time to just stand up and let it rip. And just be re released of all those, you know, if I do like that, I do like that, I do like that. And I figure it out and maybe somebody can tell me how I can do that. Just, just, just be released. Just take a step. And this usually works out like this. That when I say this in a service, people know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And it's something often that is uniquely connected to you. It's not the same for everybody. It's uniquely for you and your situation. Please let's stand up. I'm going to pray together. You know, Scripture is very clear when it says, the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. You know, Jesus had another yoke. Another burden. Maybe that yoke you're carrying today. Maybe that burden you're carrying today is something that has to be broken. And you know, inviting Him today is something that's going to transform your life. How about saying to him today, Lord, Holy Spirit, just come break that yoke. Break that burden. Come with that miracle I need so dearly now. This is the moment. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit as a reply to the prayers that Jesus prayed for us. I thank you that you're here today and that you're breaking yokes today. I thank you that you're releasing a new season for so many. I thank you that this, uh, there is a time for a bold statement today in so many people's lives for the future you have chosen them to live. I thank you, Lord, that you love them so much and that you never come with pressure in a way that it's just like out of order. You just come with that precious internal knowing. That you're always with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing here right now. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.